Maxmuscle.com brings you Quantum Physiques, building strength and power for your mind, your body, and your spirit. Alternative medicine, muscle growth, mood enhancement, motivation, putting your mind at ease, harnessing your maximum potential. Quantum Physiques, here's your host, Brian Cunningham. And welcome to another episode of Quantum Physiques, where we strive to build strength and power for mind, body, and spirit. I want to welcome everybody back here. Uh, we were missing our lovely producer, Jeff, and he is back to join us. Uh, Jeff, just so you know, we were getting a couple of emails from people asking, WTF, JTP. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was. Uh, it had nothing to do with Brian. It had to do with me. Uh, I guess I was recovering, coming back from Vegas, and uh, just a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes that's uh, making me get up a little late, do things a little late, later than normal. So uh, it has nothing to do with anyone except my own damn tardiness, which I just told uh, Brian. So I apologize to everyone. Uh, Jeff, you know, I'm going to embarrass you on the air as I usually try to do actually by calling you out because, um, <laughs> you know, you are, um, you know, a, a regular, I guess, anchor for me, of course, or somebody at your sounding board. And, uh, you know, as you know, this radio show is in, in, in a sense a microcosm of life. In other words, this is the game of life and this show is part of that, as you know. And so I would call you up on this and say, look, buddy, we're always on in the game of life, right? And so you and I want to be the kind of people that make no excuses because honestly, like, dude, I got to admit to you sometimes, I love the show, but it's a pain in the ass. I got to prepare for it. I got to cut my gym time. You know, it's definitely something you and I do as a labor of love. You know, I don't get paid for this, of course. I'm just doing it because of the fact that I love it. But by the same token, it is arduous. It's a struggle, right? And so- You know, last week I was going to call you and say, dude, you better get back on the air with me here because this is exactly where all this work, the work is, is, is you, you do the work in the good times. Here's the thing about this whole thing, I think, buddy, is that, um, and that's what I encourage you to do too. You do the work, you practice, you know, the walking meditations or the meditation or whatever you want to call that work, whether it be, you know, if you're a Christian, you go to church and you pray to Jesus or a Buddha, you know, you follow Buddha or Allah. But you do the work when things are going good because it's like the gym. You prepare when times are good. As a warrior, you train when times are good because you want to be ready for the war. And so in a sense, on an energetic level, you know, again, I'm not a very like spiritual person per se, but I do believe there is something else going on in this matrix that if you prepare for it, if you, you know, train and get ready mentally or spiritually and physically, you'll be ready when the shit hits the fan. Right, buddy, in a sense? I... I that makes a lot of sense, but uh, and and probably not for for the reason that you think. I mean, you know, I understand what you're saying when you when you apply it to this situation. The, there's there's uh, stuff happening behind the scenes that I'm not going to divulge. And uh, the the thing is is I uh, actually did practice, you know, preparing myself for what I knew was going to happen. And when it happened, you know, it's 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 kind of like when. When like when like a soldier prepares and you know he's in boot camp and then he even sees some time in the field, it's not until he makes the first kill that he realizes I either want to keep doing this or I want to go AWOL or I want to be discharged or I want to be you know the 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 leader of this uh, of this charge forward. And the the most disheartening thing is that when you get into a bunker with a group of people, yeah, and you and you become friends with them. Uh, you 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 kind of lose sense of the organization, and you lose sense of what the true motivation is for what you're doing. And sometimes you may mistake a close kinship with someone, a close friendship with someone, for loyalty. Yes, because you never know what someone's deep, true, uh, you know, ambitions are or what their endeavors are, and that may or may not include you 
after their time is done with you. Yeah, and you know, again, this is something that I definitely want to encourage everybody is to really take what we're saying here. The gym is one thing. Everybody here, of course, are athletes or bodybuilders in, in some way, shape, or form. But again, you know, one of those shows I did a long time ago, you're not pursuing what you're pursuing for what you think you're pursuing it for. As Jeff and I both have learned, is that what we're really seeking is the feeling of wholeness or completeness. Like, wow, you know what? I won the Mr. Olympia. I am complete. My life's over. I can, I can die now in a sense, right? Or I won whatever. I'm the, I'm the captain of Wall Street or something. You know, of course, now we have this uh, Occupy Wall Street coming in and shaking up those people, basically. But the bottom line is, is that, you know, we're seeking a feeling. And in a sense, what I'm saying is skip all the physical stuff and go directly for, for, the, for the feeling and be aware of your connection with that. And one of our listeners, actually, I really want to give the guy a lot of, uh, of credit. Roddy O'Connor sent me a quote from... Lao Tzu. One of the books I recommend, to me, it's like a Bible, Jeff. It's a really simple book. It's called the Tao Te Ching. It's like 80 little poems. Each poem is about four stanzas long. So it's a really quick read. But the wisdom in this book is profound. And Roddy, uh, actually, the poem you mentioned, I have it off by heart, and I'm going to repeat it right now. Um, The master gives himself up to whatever the moment brings. He knows that he's going to die and has nothing left to hold on to. No illusions in his mind no resistance in his body. He doesn't cling to thoughts. Uh, his, his, basically, his energy arises from, from spontaneity. And then it goes something like, um, he holds nothing back from life, and thus he is ready for death, as a man is ready for sleep after a good day's work. And that's kind of a really good uh, way to embody what it means to you know, do what you got to do and then let it go. And so, Jeff, even with you in these situations here, you do what you got to do and you let it go. And speaking of films, buddy, I just want to put one more thing in here. I'll let you get in here. Is that there's a new film out called The Ides of March. It's a political film. And as you all know, we are in the midst of a major political and economic meltdown. And this movie is very controversial, Jeff, because one of the things about it, it shows us that there's no morality. People are moral um, what's the word? Um, conditionally, right? They will jump tribe. In other words, when they have a tribe, a certain team, yeah, you're my team, you're my buddy. Okay, we're on a team together or like, you know, like a military unit, right? I mean, we're going to go in together. We're going to fight this war and then boom, shit happens and then it becomes beneficial for me to, to screw you over or to stab you in the back. That's the Ides of March are actually... Um, it's like a hearkening to when Julius Caesar was assassinated because it was the ultimate betrayal. Here was a guy who was living for Rome, trying to do the best he could. And in March, he was actually assassinated by, by the, I guess, the members of the Senate or whatever. And so this movie, which is out now, it's really good. I recommend everybody see it. It's all about this, Jeff, about who you pick to be your team or your tribe. Hmm. You know, there's no morality. Everybody is doing it and being moral as long as it benefits them. And when the benefit is not there, they will easily turn around and do things that are antithetical to what they were doing before. And, of course, justify it, of course, as well. That's the funny thing. Everybody has a reason for why they're screwing everybody else over. <laughs> that's, that's, uh, that's very true. But I guarantee you it rings true for a lot of people out there. I'm I'm laughing because I think it rings true for everyone, even 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 in you know uh, the first person. I think that sometimes yeah. that we that we that we do things and we and we say to ourselves, okay, well, I I, I want to do this because I want to have this this particular goal, whether it's money or or you know the girlfriend or uh, the notoriety. When like you walk around and just get that celebrity kind of going on, and you yeah. tend to screw the people over that get you there. And you know, Lao Tzu of course talks about this when he says he says know the personal. 
but stick to the impersonal. And what that means is in the world of personal, in the world of me and Jeff and everyone having these little bodies called the self, this is the matrix. This is the mechanistic world. This is where cause and effect, you know, it's very predictable in a sense. And this is the world where good and evil exist, actually. And so what Lao Tzu and Christ and Buddha were all talking about is, look, you're in this world, not of it, right? Christ said, I am in this world, not of it. Meaning, know the world of the personal. That's okay. Go about your business. But stick to, meaning focus your consciousness on the world of the impersonal, meaning that you are not of this world. You are actually of something else. And when you have that ability to be aware, and this again, I think bodybuilders and athletes are, are called to this because we are more in tune with our bodies and we have been given an opportunity to take this skill that we all have developed in the gym, in a sense, or on the playing fields of the, of the courts or whatever, of life in a sense, and take it and go deeper. And that's why I'm here doing this because I think that we are really called to take it a step further, buddy, you know? Yeah, and, and, and like, you know, it's, it's kind of funny, but like everything that you just said can be applied to the gym anyway, because uh, even, even with the personal relationships or like the, again, the, uh, the military scenario or in the work environment, I mean, pretty much the gym is like, you know, a huge analogy for all of that. You know, you walk in, you kind of make these like gym buddies that you believe are your friends. And then, you know, uh, maybe like a couple of years down, down the road, you're not invited <laughs> to their wedding and you're like, well, what the <laughs> fuck? And, you know, the truth is, is that they're, you know, they're your gym buddies. They're your, they're, they're, they're your little playmates. If you were, you know, you're, you're in this giant playpen with like a bunch of 100 pound weights and you're throwing it around for about 45 minutes, two hours, whoever knows. And, 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 the, and the reality is, is that he's, he's there for himself. He's not, he's not there yeah. for you. And, uh, you know, of, of, of course, there's going to be relationships there. But once you leave that gym, it's, it's, it's separate lives, man. And yeah. you got to be very conscious. If, if you want to nurture a relationship with someone, it's not going to be in that particular environment that you meet them in. It's going to be outside of that environment. That's what builds sure. it, I, I believe. But, no, I definitely agree. Speaking of people being um, morally fickle, there, and this really harkens to uh, another word, which is called fake, I guess, right? Because you could say somebody, you know, again, when it happens to us, it's, it's important to remember, no, no harm done, nothing personal. This person could not have helped. Actually, you, Jeff, we had a conversation before a few shows ago about this, and you and I were talking about the fact that if you realize this person had no other choice, again, in a mechanistic universe, cause and effect, dominoes, the person that ends up screwing you over or doing something to you, when you realize they had no other choice, that given the conditions, their genetic makeup, their environment, all these things, there was an inevitability to this happening. This, again, is what helps you to realize it's impersonal. Nothing personal against you, Jeff, that I had to stab you as an example. It's just all these conditions <laughs> made me, no, seriously, a broke, poor, homeless guy living in the Bronx or whatever, and Jeff's car happened to break down. And boom, 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 boom. Before you know, Jeff's got a shank in his belly, as an example, right? And honestly, I mean, this is what happens. The bottom line is it couldn't have happened any other way to an example, to a certain extent. You know, after it happens, of course. Of course, before that, if Jeff was fully present, he would have been aware of the situation and he would have, of course, done some kung fu, karate chop, you know, whatever <laughs> on the guy and basically disabled him, you know? But Jeff, speaking right. of fake... There's a great thread on the forum that I want to get into, and it's going to be part of our next guest. Uh, we're going to get him on really soon. There was this thing about these synthol freaks. I'm not sure if you saw that, but it was pretty freaky, yeah, I actually. Saw it. Yeah, I saw and, it. Yeah. you know, we as athletes and bodybuilders find these people really disturbing. I mean, these are guys that have taken the use of uh, site injection. Now, again, it's okay in society to put um, plastic bags inside your breasts or inside your calves or inside your butt. It's okay to get silicone injections, but God forbid you want to go and do it yourself. You know, and that's what these guys are doing. Basically, they're using this stuff called synthol, I guess, basically, and it's pretty freaky. You know, and I, I thought it was kind of interesting because... 
mainstream people find bodybuilders kind of freaky and disturbing. And now bodybuilders find these extreme examples, right? Like like this guy Valenti as an example, right? Is that the guy's name? Valenti or Valentino? Oh, you mean uh, Greg, Greg Valentino. Yeah, right. yeah. He's the father of, of Synthol, I guess you would say. Um, yeah. You know, we find them disturbing. And it's really, again, all of us being tribal, pointing the finger at everybody else saying, well, my tribe's okay because I think it's okay to lift weights and be and get strong or whatever, but it's not okay to use Synthol. And these guys that are out there, you know, playing volleyball or whatever saying, you guys are muscle heads and a bunch of freaks or whatever as an example too. And yet, it's all really tribal and judgmental in a sense too. And it's all kind of fake some degree, right? No, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it just, just, just to mention really quick about Valentino. Uh, just, just so everyone knows, I know Valentino. He's, he's, he's a great guy and everything. He, Brian, he actually claims that that the reason why his arms, you know, kind of blew up like that is because of side injections of regular. I know. Hormones, okay. All right. So, so she basically know. You know like, what? The whole I story know something that- about that. I, I, I probably shouldn't reveal it on the air. Okay. But Dave and I both, you know, again, this, these guys are all local. Dave and I both know somebody who knew Valentino personally and used to work with them. And all I can say is that that's not true. Right. He was doing. Well, he wasn't. He wasn't even doing synthol. He was doing something far more extreme. Actually, I see. I see. Well, but it, you know, to that to that like point of like you know bodybuilders finding these guys freaky. It is. It is kind of. Uh, it is kind of you know contradictory because. These these guys who are injecting synthol, obviously they their their goal is to emulate bodybuilders. So in fact, they're 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 like uh, you know worshiping bodybuilders because they want to look like them, and they're actually paying homage to bodybuilders because they you know because they want to look at them. They just want to find the shortcut, kind of like the the overweight person who wants to you know uh, take in really harmful substances in order to lose weight quickly. Uh, or the bodybuilder like the person, who wants to do anabolic. Everyone's looking for right, a shortcut. Right, it's everyone's natural. Everyone's looking for like a shortcut, and 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 like it's really funny that we look down at these guys, or we laugh at them, or we make fun of them because exactly what you just said, quote unquote, normal people who who don't go and they don't lift extremely heavy weights. I guess you could find a normal person, quote unquote, in a gym like Planet Fitness, and when you when you go to a gold gym or like you know a very hardcore gym where you have these 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 big guys walking around with these huge bulging muscles, uh, bench pressing 400, 500 pounds, then they look like. You know, animals and aliens to these people. So once yeah. you start getting into that into that judgment mindset, everything is lost because you're losing the fact that this guy is a person who had this idea that maybe if I do this, I'll be accepted, or maybe if I do this, yeah. I'll be a bodybuilder, or maybe yeah. maybe maybe I don't. You know, I you know people who wake up and they stare at themselves in the mirror every single day, they don't see the gradual changes. To them, they look fine. Yeah. So there's there's so much stuff to take in to take into consideration, you know, when when like you talk about, you know, especially something like this when it comes to synthol. Yeah, no, I agree. Well, my, you know me. What I say is, we're all sick in the head. All I mean, really, the insanity oh, of humanity. I mean, listen. When I was younger, I saw people out in like January and February by the beach with these tin foil little little pans trying to get suntan. Yeah. They were suntan freaks, and they were all leathered out. So bodybuilding is really nothing more than the same sick dysfunctional these people have. I mean, come on, seriously. If you saw five or six guys on on a volleyball court. Or playing golf or playing tennis, and five or six guys like the out, say, like in Gold's Gym on Venice Beach, lifting weights. Nine times out of ten, Jeff, who do you think went to Harvard and makes a lot of money and probably has a successful life? Is it the bodybuilders <laughs> pumping iron or the guys playing volleyball? Because I'll tell you probably honestly, the-, the normal guys that look athletic but not too muscular, they're probably more balanced than most bodybuilders. I hate to say that, guys. You know, I mean, Jeff, well, you tell me what do you think, honestly? You know, no, am, honestly, am I really fast? I mean, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to gravitate towards towards the volleyball guys who look like they could be men's physique 
competitors. Yeah. But I mean, you know, because because bodybuilding is is the extreme side, and it's true. For I mean, the majority of these guys have to sacrifice other aspects of their life in order to look like this. So, hundred percent, I, I I agree with you there. Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, nothing wrong with that. Again, if no. you want to have big muscles, devote your entire life to it, and hopefully, it'll get you what you want. You know, really, my thing is to question. My thing is, I don't care where you're at. Even if you think that's good or bad, or even if you think the opposite is good or bad, I think you should question everything because I'm telling you, there's insanity in what you think is right. And the more you question it, the more you can hone or sharpen your skills at breaking free of the insanity, right? Because look, honestly, Jeff, we have the brightest minds today in medicine and they're killing people with toxic chemotherapy. We have the brightest minds today on fucking Wall Street and they've destroyed the global economy beyond, beyond comprehension. If you, you don't believe me, read some of Matt Tabibi's articles in Rolling Stone. These are the brightest minds of our time. They've nothing but deconstruct and destroy civilization. So I'm telling you, don't feel embarrassed that you're some guy pumping iron thinking, you know, we're all nuts. I don't care how smart they are. The smarter they are, the crazier they are. My point is for everybody to start looking at themselves and questioning, you know, where the hell am I or my blind spots that I'm not seeing what the hell I'm doing that's dysfunctional, right? That's really what we're striving to have people realize. You know, you know, you know. I find fascinating too, and I know you know it's it's, it's basically time to go to a break. But I, yeah. I I have to bring this up too. Did you see the post that was on the RxMuscle.com forums where someone posted a picture of now? I guess he's about I, I don't know if he's in his seventies or eighties, but of Sergio Oliva. No, okay. I didn't see it actually. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you know, he was one of the biggest bodybuilders yeah, in the seventies. No, yeah. Okay. Competed in the Olympia contest. I mean, everyone thought that, like, you know, during one of these Olympia contests, that you know, Serge, you know, Sergio should definitely should have been missed. Yeah. Right, yeah. Right. So now they posted a picture of him. I mean, to me, the photo because I looked right away at the photo. Okay, he looked pretty freaking vibrant. The guy was smiling. Granted, he's an old guy now. I don't expect how old, him to how, have how old 20- is he? Out of curiosity, he's probably in his seventies or eighties. Honestly, I don't remember. Okay. The, you know what, okay, what, sure. what? Like you know, the actual age was. But I do remember that someone posted it. He was in a Chicago. I think he was in a Chicago airport. And uh, I guess Sergio was waiting for like a plane. And so he, you know, this, this, this guy, this guy who posted it snapped a couple of shots of him. So I'm thinking to myself, wow, that's like pretty cool. You know, with Sergio, like I, I, you know, I saw pictures of him when I was young and, 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 and I just read about him as I, as I got older. And, you know, I'm, I'm like a fan of what he did. I don't expect yeah. the guy to still have a freaking 28 inch yeah. waist. Of course. You got to see the criticisms. You got to read the yeah. criticisms. Somebody is- posts He's old. What happened to his muscles? Hey, guess this is what, why, guys? This is what disgusts me about the, I'm sorry. This is what disgusts me about the website. And you know, if you guys are listening to the show, turn the fucking show off because I don't even care if Dave pulls the show. I really don't. Because you know what? If that's the, 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 the Howard Stern, the lowest common denominator mentality, Jersey Shore, please, Jersey Shore guys, that all, all you want to do is pump oil or, or stuff in your muscles. Jeff, that's just so sad and pathetic. Just please turn this radio show off, really. And, I'm sorry. And, and you know, no, this Sick. is fine because because judging you know, a guy to me, seventy. I mean, I can't believe it. Yeah. How do you how do you judge a guy who obviously you know I mean he 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 devoted his life to bodybuilding. He you know whatever. I I, I don't I don't care about the outside aspects of like his life. You can't expect the guy who's in his seventies or eighties to look the same as when he's in his thirties, twenties, or forties, or even fifties. You got to be ridiculous. So to you know to kind of speak down on the guy like that it was just amazing to me because yeah. I don't think the people realize. Brian, no. you and me. Hopefully, if we get to that age, we're gonna be we're gonna look the same. <laughs> we lucky, are not. Lucky to we're be gonna look lucky. just yeah. like him, and we'll be yeah. lucky if we look that damn good. Exactly, exactly. Jeff, let's take a quick break and get our guest on because I think he's waiting. Okay. Once again, yes, this sir. is RxMuscle.com, Quantum Physiques, guys. Tune in. We got a really spectacular guest coming up in the next couple of minutes. Quantum Physiques. 
Building strength and power for your mind, body, and spirit. Visit ExtremeFitNutrition.com, the newest and hottest supplement super site. We carry all the major brands, including Species, MHP, BPI, BSN, Optimal Nutrition, Gaspari, and many more. Low on cash? No problem. ExtremeFitNutrition.com offers competitive prices that our competitors can't beat. Now you can supplement your diet without having to supplement your bank account. Here's some of our specials. Buy $100 worth of Species products or Metabolic Nutrition and get a free t-shirt and bag. Buy two. $200 worth of BSN products and receive a BSN t-shirt and shaker bottle. Check out ExtremeFitNutrition.com for more great deals. Visit us at the 2011 Olympia Expo. Stop by booth number 322 and meet IFBB pros Bethany Wagner, Guy Cisternino, Tiana Gonzalez, and Gina Trociano. Remember, there's only one extreme. Visit ExtremeFitNutrition.com now. Here is a powerful new line of nutraceutical products that prepare, optimize, and repair your body to get the best results before, during, and after your workout. Gear utilizes the latest advances in food science and the purest form of raw ingredients to ensure that you are getting the safest and most effective physical results possible. If you're looking to take your physical performance to the next level, Gear is the answer to obtain and sustain those results. It's time to experience the difference with Gear. This is IFBB Pro Michael Libertori from T. Gear. Come see me in the full line of gear products at our official launch taking place at the MPC Nationals in South Beach, Miami, November 18th, 2011. See you there. Are you tired all day, not making the gains you like? Are you taking a long time to recuperate from your workouts? Then you may be suffering from sleep apnea and not even know it. Sleep apnea affects over 68% of athletes and it may be interfering with your performance. WinningEdgeSleep.com was developed by IFBB pro athlete Dr. Derling Castro to help athletes find out if they have this problem and how to fix it. WinningEdgeSleep.com because sleep is the most anabolic agent there is. WinningEdgeSleep.com. Visit them today. Hydrolyze Ultra, the leader in cellular hydration water. Hydrolyze Ultra water has been designed by shrinking and reshaping molecules to allow a faster and more sustained delivery into your cells. Our cellular water has gone through a magnetism and laser treatment process, along with adding electrolytes to our special ingredients. This allows all nutrients to be absorbed at a maximum cellular state. By using Hydrolyze Ultra, all nutrients, supplements, and carbohydrates you consume will be absorbed at a greater rate. Lactic acid gets flushed faster, and you'll feel full hydrated. Get the advantage that top athletes have achieved. Try Hydrolyze Ultra today. Visit HydrolyzeUltra.com. That's HydrolyzeUltra.com. P28 High Protein Bread is the official bread of RX Muscle. Are you looking to incorporate more protein into your meals or just want to enjoy bread again? Then look no further. Try the 100% natural P28 High Protein Bread. P28 High Protein Bread is a formulated revolutionary breakthrough product. Packed with whey protein isolate, 14 grams of protein per slice, 12 grams of carbs, 8 essential amino acids, and made with 100% whole wheat. Fear bread no more. Build a better body with P28. Order today at highproteinbread.com. P28 is also now available at bodybuilding.com and many other retailers. Order now. Highproteinbread.com. P28 bread. RX muscle approved. 
rxmuscle.com. Now you have a place to turn when you want the truth on bodybuilding, diet, and exercise, up to the minute news, and more. Visit the rxmuscle.com forums featuring celebrity Q&As with IFBB professional athletes, top amateurs, and the brightest minds in the industry. Listen to our weekly radio shows, including Heavy Muscle Radio, Muscle Girls Inc., After Hours, and more. Contest coverage, videos, even our own social networking site, Rx Muscle Place. Visit rxmuscle.com. And welcome back to Quantum Physiques, where we strive to build strength and power for mind, body, and spirit. I just want to make a quick few announcements. Number one, if anybody wants to uh, do a testing for my new low T product, uh, again, you can always message me on the boards and um, that'll be for guys, I guess, between the age of like, say, 30 and, and 60, somewhere around there. Also, if you guys would show some support by liking us, our Facebook page is Quantum Physiques on Facebook. Liking us would be great. And then last but not least, if anybody wants a free sample of my stress and anxiety product, I'm giving everybody free samples, no charges at all, um, you can always go to www.rxstress.com and request a free sample. Now, we just finished off talking about Sergio Oliva, who is a 70-year-old, still healthy, still vibrant-looking bodybuilder, and it's a really good segue for our next guest. I know this guy personally. He really embodies the lifestyle of being a fit athlete and also maximizing health and longevity. I mean, really, nobody else that I know does this. Number one, by all means, he lives the walk or he walks the walk. He doesn't just talk it because he's 82 years old right now. Fred Bishy, just so you know, has a 50, over 50 year career. He's got a PhD and he specializes in lifestyle coaching. He's a food scientist and a clinical nutritionist. He's counseled and helped over 10,000, tens of thousands of people actually with his approach to well-being. Uh, he actually hosted his own TV show in the New York City metropolitan area called Eat Your Way to Health and it won a famed Nova Award for Best Health Series. He's the author of a book, Your Healthy Journey, Discovering Your Body's Full Potential, and he's been interviewed and quoted in numerous books and health periodicals. Fred, now this is the good thing about it, again, I think this audience can relate to, he was at one time an avid powerlifter and also is an athlete competing in 18 marathons and two ultra marathons. And again, Fred's website, if anybody wants to read more about him or reach him, is uh, Any Doubt, Leave It Out, and that is spelt, I believe, A-N-Y-D-O- U-B-T, I believe, for doubt. And then, of course, the word leaveitout.com. And Fred, I want to welcome you to the show. Yeah, thank you very much. I'm very happy to be with you guys tonight. And I'm um, looking forward to the interview. Yeah, you know, I, I, I actually worked out with Jack uh, Lane once in the San Jose, San Jose Y many, many years ago. And pound for pound, I, he was the strongest guy I ever met. I seen him do uh, seating... Uh, dumbbell pressures with 110 pound dumbbells at about 143 pound body weight. So he was a he was a really really an amazing guy. Yeah, Jacqueline was amazing. Actually, you know, it's a good point you bring that up because um, you know there is, um, I guess, some in my mind quest- questions around the death number one of Steve Jobs just last week at 56, which is very young uh, from I think pancreatic cancer that metastasized, and then Jacqueline also at, at getting, I think you said 93 years old. Now I'm not sure what your opinions are, but I'd be kind of curious to see what you think about that actually about their their deaths. I mean, do you think Steve Jobs could have been helped and healed and maybe? Jacqueline also? Well, Jacqueline for sure, Brian. He had pneumonia and uh, 
You know, after eating the type of diet that he was eating for so many years, which was really, really clean, he ate no processed food. He ate the animal protein, but he ate like grass-fed beef and clean yeah. fish and things like that. Once you follow that type of a lifestyle and you leave out the processed food, your body chemistry responds in a way that a lot of people, especially in the medical community, don't realize. In other words, they react, a guy like that or a guy like me, or I don't, you know, I don't know how you guys really eat, but there's a very good chance that you would react in the wrong way to high doses of uh, intravenous antibiotics or um, general anesthesia. General anesthesia for people that eat a real clean diet is potentially very dangerous. 30 years ago, I had a dentist, you know, put me unconscious, but he gave me nitrous oxide because of, of my diet being so clean that um, the amount he would give to uh, the average person, the amounts that they would use was highly toxic for me. And I tried to warn him, but I couldn't, I had a mask on and it happened so quickly that I went unconscious, but luckily they gave me oxygen and brought me out of it. With Jack Lane, if he had come to see me, I mean, I don't want to sound boastful, but I'm positive I could have, um, you know, got rid of pneumonia very quickly. What I would have done was, uh, um, you know, we have a very powerful strain of uh, probiotics that has one trillion organisms. It works almost immediately with people with infectious disease. You could actually see, see it work. When I do it, I watch a person, I could actually watch it react. Then I determine whether I'm going to use baking soda or Himalayan sea salt to, to pump up their cells and make their cells because the, uh, like him, the Himalayan sea salt is changed to an acid and then to a very powerful bicarbonate. So it changes their blood pH very quickly. So Jacqueline, I'm sad to say that, um, yeah. you know, when he took the, um, the antibiotics, um, they didn't, obviously he didn't react well to them or they didn't work for him because he actually succumbed to his pneumonia. Steve Job, uh, he had a, um, he had a, a different type of uh, pancreatic cancer, which was really a slow moving type of pancreatic cancer. There's a, another pancreatic cancer that's extremely aggressive and usually kills people in 90 days to six months. I had a brother um, that um, stories on my website. I had a brother, this was many, many years ago. He had pancreatic cancer, was given, uh, you know, six months to live. And he didn't get any kind of a treatment. And he just, you know, he says, Freddie, we, we got to try something. You know, he, my brother was a very tough, resilient guy. I mean, he was a real tough cookie. So it, uh, it you know, he changed his dietary lifestyle. The whole key when you're dealing with cancer and a serious degenerative disease, it's all about detox. Your body is the healer. Your body has the ability to heal from just about anything. Food really does not heal you. People just don't realize food in its highest biological form provides all the nutrients that you need. You know, the protein, the vitamins, the minerals, the carbohydrates. But when you clean your body up on a cellular level, the body had this fabulous, which I believe to be God-given remedial capabilities. And I've seen some unbelievable um, miracles. I mean, literally miracles. If you saw our documentary, you would see people on there that had some fabulous, fabulous recovery, some serious issues. You might want to get a look at that documentary someday. So the key is what I really do is it's about a lifestyle change. I focus on um, if a person lets me, I, I bring their, uh, you know, spiritual values into it. 
the thoughts we entertain are extremely, extremely important because they have a positive effect on our, our, uh, our genetic expression. Up till about 10 years ago, everybody thought that 70% of the diseases we were going to have would be triggered by our genetics at one time or another based on the wear and tear of our lifestyle. But this sure. new cellular biology, yeah, the new cellular biology, that was a Newtonian Darwinian concept, which is archaic. You know, the old time cellular biologists, guys that are my age, they just won't let go. <laughs> now, yeah, it's really a shame. We have these new young geniuses, these young guys, young guys like yourself that are really computer scientists with two or three PhDs, and now they're realizing it's totally different. Sure. Only 5% is triggered by our genetic blueprint. The rest of it is, uh, you know, genetic expression or transgenerational uh, ge genetic expression. Epigenetics. So epigenetics, right. Exactly. Right. We just actually had a show on that last week, Fred, believe it or not. So oh, you did? This audience, oh, yeah, definitely. We're, we're, we're cutting edge here, buddy. Um, you know, we had a, 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 a very progressive MD talk about that. And, of course, I had to introduce Dr. Bruce Lipton's work, who wrote The Biology of Belief, which basically shows how beliefs can turn on and off genes, basically, via different mechanisms like methylation or whatever. So this audience is definitely versed in that. And I'm really glad you brought that up because I do think that you've got a really good point there that somebody's beliefs system and how that manifests in their thought process also, of course, in a sense, can affect their energy in a sense, which affects their emotions, which can affect the disease pathology, I guess, or etiology, you would say. Exactly. Well, makes a lot of sense. A, a guy named Stephen Meyer wrote a fabulous book. I, you, you might want to take a look at that, but I use, I use that in my own life in the, you know, uh, the way I live, the way I look at this is... Um, you know, many years ago, I was an Olympic weightlifter. I wasn't a powerlifter. And I used to compete with the, uh, you know, the Olympic li list, which was press, snatch, and clean and jerk. Okay, and but you know, tell, days, just tell these guys some of your lifts because you're you're a pretty strong guy. This is a guy who, you know, again, well, what were some of your lifts? You got some impressive numbers there, buddy. Well, my my best clean and jerk was 300. You know, this is official. It was in the records. 340 pounds clean and jerk. I guess you guys know what that is. Yeah, of course. Yeah, 280 pounds military press and 275 pounds uh, snatch, you know, the snatch. To yeah. An Olympic lifter, you had to be a combination of uh, an, uh, an athlete and strong, you know. You yes. had to be able to move very, very quickly under a heavy weight. So I, my base training was, you know, we, we trained, the way we trained was very archaic, the way you guys are training today. I mean, it was basically all power work, you know, deadlifts, rack work, push presses. Um, <laughs> we didn't do much in the way of, uh, you know, like a lot of curls and things like that. No, no, I understand. Our, yeah, we worked on our core muscles. Tremendous, you know, lower back work. I, I did so much. We had a, <laughs> I, we actually trained in an archaic gym where I dug a hole in the ground and we used to stand <laughs> in a hole and then do deadlifts about halfway up with about 750 pounds. Wow. So we trained, yeah, and we ma maximum overload training, and we took we waited seven days to I waited seven days to train again. We would train as about as intense as you possibly can, very strict form, so you didn't get hurt. And we trained to failure. Then I didn't train again for a whole week. Yeah, I didn't do anything but stretch out, and it was very and I did a lot of uh, um, you know, uh, stretching like yoga and things like that. Believe it or not, never had an injury. Never. Wow, had. That's, that's impressive. Yeah, a lot of guys get injuries and wear and tear on the joints. 
So, but, so what happened is that, you know, my, my, there my journey took a detour in the road because I was very interested in testing, you know, how far, what the outer parameters would, would be for a human condition. I wanted to see, there was a lot of information in those days about fasting and, uh, you know, all types of different things about raw foods. So I wanted to find out, you know, I thought some of it was nonsense. So I went through a whole um, years of self-experimentation. I did, I fasted over uh, 40 days on water, once 44 days, once 40 days, and six or seven times over 30 days on water fast. Went that ripped myself down to where it was just unbelievable. Fasted over six months on juices, uh, ran, you know, got into long distance running, did all kinds of, you know, ridiculously stupid uh, endurance things. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, it was really dope. I ran, I ran through the prevention marathon. It was uh, 20 below zero with the wind chill factor. Got severe force. Yeah. I would never do anything like that again. I mean, it's just... Well, yeah. you know, young, young, dumb, and full of whatever they say. <laughs> yeah. It was Spirit, I guess, yeah. So, then I, I decided to... Uh, you know, I see lots of people probably seen like, I don't know, 25, 30,000 people in the last 45 years. I see all kinds of people, you know, people that have, I work with people who have cancer, um, you know, age, you know, type 2 diabetes, arthritis. And some of these chronic diseases are very, very, very easy to get better. But my concept, the way I do this is a lot different than most other people do it. And a lot of people don't want to make a complete change in a lifestyle. And I explained to people about, you know, the thoughts we entertain, our spiritual beliefs have a great deal to do with the thoughts we entertain. And the thoughts yes. we entertain, as you probably heard, have a lot to do with how your genes are expressed. Yes, of course. And Biology it, belief. Yes. Right. Yeah, but there's a lot of other, there was people out there that said that before Bruce Lipton. He's a brilliant yeah, no, guy. I understand. Sure, sure. Jesus said it 2,000 years ago, buddy. So I mean, the Buddha right. said it 5,000 years ago. And Lao Tzu <laughs> said it 6,000 years ago. So this is a perennial message we're getting from the other side of the matrix, just so you know. <laughs> yeah, I know. So, but, I, you know, I saw that many years ago because a lot of people come to say and come and tell me, you know, uh, listen, I don't know if you can help me. This is genetic. People in my family have this, you know, whatever it was, diabetes. Victim, victim consciousness. We live and in a society. They, they were the easiest people to get better. Yeah. So I knew all out of some of the information about genetics was, you know, totally ridiculous. Yeah, and the yeah, way, sure. Yeah, I just, see, the way I look at it, my life, the way I live my life personally, most people would probably think I'm crazy, but the way I live my life personally and the way I treat people uh, is, is kind of different. But the way I live my life personally has given me tremendous amount of, uh, real world experience with people and about different aspects and, uh, you know, all the different variables in the human chemistry because there's many, many variables in the human chemistry. A lot of people just look at it from one side. So all the things I tried myself and the rad my radical approach to living my life now, which definitely slows down the aging process, at this point in my life, at 82 years old, I feel just as good as I did when I was 40. But most yeah. people, yeah. Most people would not want to live this way, which is very understandable. So you're hardcore. You don't. I mean, I met you two years ago. We were having a lunch at the beach over there, and uh, you know, you were eating um, just all sprouts and greens. I mean, it's a, you look pretty much like it's a it's a, it's a raw, uh, nutrient dense but calorie poor diet. If I'm if I'm not correct, 
Yeah, right. Well, it's 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 nutrient dense. Yeah, I've been eating. I actually haven't eaten uh, cooked food for many, many, many years. But that's not for everybody. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying this this for everybody. But most of the people come to see me. There are a lot of people because of that come to see me all over the world because it's getting it's getting to be a big thing throughout the world now. A lot of people are interested because they're recovering from very quickly from diseases. And then a lot of people are interested in veganism. You know, guys like Bill Clinton and Mike Tyson have become vegan yeah. for, for one reason or another. And if it's done done correctly, it's fine. Then I got the other side of the spectrum. A lot of people come to see me and they're definitely not interested in giving up eating their animal protein. So what I try to do, where I start from and where a person's really sick is I tell them they if they really want to recover from serious diseases and have a chance when they have a real serious problems, they have to give up all the processed food. And that's the ultimate form of detox. What you leave out is the ultimate form of detox. You know, you know, besides colonics and Epsom salt baths and hyperbaric chambers sure. and infrared yeah. saunas, because I have a hyperbaric chain here and I have a sauna and I have an infrared dome and I use, I do EWOT. I know you know what that is, right? No, EW- I don't. What is EWOT? is exercise with oxygen therapy, which is very, very dramatic. You're exercising, you breathe oxygen, which is tremendous to um, to have you, um, you know, get a tremendous recovery response, like a hyperbaric chamber. I have, like, say a person has dementia and you let them walk on a treadmill and you let them breathe oxygen. After five or six sessions, their mind clears up and 90% of the cases, they sharp as ever. And, I had one guy, his libido, you know, he had no libido. He, he, he called me up, he said, bingo. He was able to have sex with his wife, some older guy. Fred, let me ask you a quick question about oxygen therapy now. Um, my understanding of ozone therapy is that ozone is the toxin to the body, O3, highly unstable molecule, generates a lot, uh, cascade or free radical damage. But the good side is that the body has evolved for billions of years to, um, to, uh, to contain oxygen radicals. But what it does is it initiates a cascade of positive immune responses that is why ozone therapy is so efficacious for so many conditions. Um, is oxygen therapy, which is O2, something similar mechanistically to ozone therapy or am I totally off base here? Can you no, maybe no, elaborate? No, you're, you're on the right path. If you had an ozone generator and you got into a small cabinet and you used the, you used the ozone generator, I mean, you'd have to cover your eyes Hold on. And cover your eyes. Otherwise, it'll damage your eyes. But if you do it and wear a mask and you go in there and then the ozone is is very, very effective. But a lot of people using the ozone intravenously now. They take a couple of liters of blood. Yeah, right. They take a couple of liters of blood from you and they put it it into your blood. And it's tremendously beneficial for people that have uh, cancer, AIDS, and a lot host of all other problems. Ozone therapy works very well. it's not a panacea. There's nothing that's a panacea, but there's a lot sure. of these things that more and more people should be exposed to and using because, I mean, we're get, this country's getting very sick. You know, five years ago, we were 15th. Now, we're, I think we're 41st. Cancer's yeah. on the upswing. Heart disease is on the upswing. More and more people are having uh, all kinds of uh, serious, serious health issues. You name it. Myasthenia gravis, uh, amyotrophic lateral sclerosis, MS. No, Where, you're right. I, I see it we're, all we're the time. We're a sick country. And it's all, about, Brian, it's all about lifestyle. Yeah, no, I definitely Change agree. Change your lifestyle, Even- leave out the processed food, follow a sensible diet, 
regulate your diet according to your, your activity for like you guys that are, you know, bodybuilders and weightlifters, you'd have to, you know, change it to a degree. But, um, you know, you got to make sure, uh, you know, what you're doing that periodically is a detoxing because otherwise sooner or later down the road, you're going to have more and more problems where your injury, you're going to divide, you're going to develop different problems. And you, as you get older, and if you're not, you know, doing this right, your your aging process accelerates. Accelerates, of course, sure. But if anytime you, you amp right, up these hormones, right? Of course, yeah. I mean, you know, there's this trade-off, as we know, between um, maximizing sexual or biological fitness, reproductive fitness, which is what bodybuilders really, in a sense, are doing. Or the peacock is a good example, right, Fred? The peacock's got this great plume that's beautiful and attracts female peacocks, but it also makes them very vulnerable to predation by enemies, of course. And so, you know, when a, a guy works out and is extremely athletic or extremely muscular, there's a there's a, a biological cost for that maintaining that kind of degree of muscularity exactly and so you're recommending people do periodic detoxes that's a great idea well you know also i mean i don't know how many grams of protein that uh the uh the bodybuilders are using today i know some of these guys are using unbelievable amounts and as they get older they, they, they're not going to be able to tolerate that so you have to uh and not only that they're gonna with that much you know you're kind of forcing growth there and all the, uh, the metabolic waste that's coming out of their system, yeah. the effect it has on your liver, your kidneys, and have a lot. Of, I had a guy come to see me who was like 6'5 and about 280 with like 22-inch arms. And uh, I guess he had been into the juice or something like that. And he developed, he developed pancreatic cancer. Oh, got wow. very sick. Yeah, he, I, I couldn't help him. He didn't do very yeah. well. He died, to be honest with yeah. you. But you got to, you, got to uh, you know, there's certain natural laws that, dictate how the human body has to be cared for and you know we got to make sure that you know the um the, me- the amount of metabolic waste we're creating you know the ammonia urea all sure. that stuff is being removed uh otherwise uh you know it can as time goes on create different types of problems for us yeah no i think it's a great point actually um you know, one thing I wanted just to to hearken upon here, Fred, is uh, you got me thinking about this. Uh, where you were saying how, like, you know, people with low T, uh, that the t- testosterone is not necessarily a healthy hormone to have for a maximum lifespan. And I was like, what's this guy talking about? I mean, all the studies, let me just finish my point here. All the studies are showing that men that have low T um, are more at risk for certain disease states. And that men that get their T levels corrected to healthy levels tend to be healthier. Then I'm thinking, well, hang on a second. Maybe the science, because we all know that science is done on a certain paradigms, of course. Like, for example, they've said that coffee is healthy because coffee has antioxidants, uh, for example. But for the average person that's very health conscious, Fred, the amount of antioxidants they get from coffee does not necessarily benefit them for the amount of caffeine they get for adrenal stimulation, as an example. And I bet you with the low-T studies... Just to defend what you're going to say now, because you're going to come in here and comment on this, that perhaps if you take a set of men that are fat, unhealthy, typical Americans, right, of course they're going to have super super low levels of testosterone, and then you give them normal levels, they're probably going to be restored, but for guys that are taking care of themselves and that are healthy – they, they might consider that they may be better off with a normal decline of testosterone levels because in a sense, what they notice in women – 
is that women's hormones decline because it actually promotes longevity. Women don't want to be having kids when they're 70 and 80. And these hormones, in a sense, can be dangerous because, again, when you maximize reproductive success, you minimize longevity. And so that's why women go through um, menopause. And maybe, Fred, your logic here is that men go through andropause also as a way to extend lifespan. Is that, is that, am I following this right? Well, let me tell you a little bit, and uh, you know, Rory's going to be laughing with because I know he's listening here. We had, uh, I was working a couple of medical doctors out here in Queens, and he heard that I was on a raw diet for over 40 years, and I'm a thin guy. I, you know, don't get me wrong. I'm not yeah, the no, Hercules, but I, I'm pound for pound at this age, I'm still strong, and I'm extremely enduring. You know, I got tremendous energy. I can go yeah. all day without exaggeration. So he said, you know, I'm very curious to take a look at your your blood test. He said, especially I like to take a look at your testosterone, your HDH. So I said, all right. And I hadn't had a blood test in a very, very long time. Yeah. So I got the blood test and lo and behold, not only was he surprised, I was surprised because my HDH and my testosterone were up in a range of a guy about 40 years old, a much younger man. Now, I think the wow. reason for that, listen, but let me explain to you what happens sure. here. You know, the aging, biological aging and chronological aging are two completely different things. If you're leading, say you're starting out as a young guy, I forget how how old are you now? I'm my, my late for, I'm my late forties, forty six, buddy. All right, all right, you're still a young guy. But say you say you're a guy that's uh, 24, 25 years old, gets into a real good lifestyle, leaves out the processed food. Yeah. You know, exercises, you know, don't have to do too much. Exercises does use some resistance exercise. The decrease, the way his testosterone and HGH decreases is not the same as some guy out there that's doing everything wrong because it's not based on, you know, your age. It's based on what's happening in your chemistry. Everything is chemical and everything is action and reaction. So when this guy looked at my blood profile, he was very surprised because I'm not, I'm not a young guy. This was, this was uh, about a year and a half ago. So that's the reason that I still function as well as I do. I'm married to, uh, my wife is 20 years younger than me. I have two kids. Uh, <laughs> younger children. And That's great. There's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with me. I'll tell you that right now. So it yeah. all has to do with how much of a stress that you're putting on your endocrine system, on your glandular system. The less stress you put, you put on it, the, the more your body has the ability to slow down the aging process, pr preserve it's metabolic, it's biological function. It's all about slowing down the aging process. Now, yes. that's a lot different than slowing down your aging process by abusing yourself and then going out and taking all these nutraceuticals, you know, going out and get getting uh, HGH shots. And I'm not against science. I'm all for science because I think the ultimate answer is the science that's coming down the road is going to be unbelievable. Of course, yeah. it's all about money too. So... I like to see the money and the science go in the right direction. Sure. But what we can do in the meanwhile is to realize that what you leave out is almost to some degree more important than what you eat. And we just provide what the human body needs. Now, what happens, there's a tremendous variable in how much the human body needs. As you go, when, when somebody has done a lot of fasting and eats a calorically restricted diet, you need less calories right? And you'll have twice the energy. That's what has happened to me. I don't eat a lot of calories. You're probably yeah. saying this guy, you know, you know what I'm saying? No, you don't. I know. I've seen it. Yeah. I got, and I got great endurance. 
Yeah, I no, you do. You do. I down the beach and run in the soft sand for an hour like it was no, nothing. No, I know. I saw it. I saw it. I mean, I guess what you're saying is that you've upregulated other mechanisms of survival that I guess, you know, for example, the whole longevity issue with uh, the CERT1 gene and, and uh, you know, that, that, uh, that fasting as a way to promote that. I mean, that, that's definitely interesting. Um, you know, Fred, just a quick question, I guess, is that um, it, my impression is is that all calories, in a sense, all macronutrients, whether it be protein from ammonia and urea, uh, carbs and sugars from glycation um, and insulin dysregulation, and fat from, I guess, altered cell membrane integrity, blah, 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 all macronutrients are really toxic to a large degree. And so you really want to, number one, have micronutrient density in those macronutrients to, I guess, mitigate that toxicity to, to a certain extent. Does that make sense to you at all? No, I, yeah, that's 100% true. Okay. I, that's true. See, that's why the, 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 the most important way to stay healthy and to slow down your aging process is to be able to detox. So you're not putting a tremendous burden on your body. When you detox, you kind of, you know, let's kind of, you know, wiping the blackboard clean and kind of starting all over. But sure. when people don't do any detox, they're constantly going deeper and deeper into where they're accumulating more and more metabolic waste, putting a burden on their kit or you know their organs. Causing sure. all kinds of problems. Remember, all disease really begins with inflammation. Every disease begins with inflammation on a cellular level. You name it, it all begins with inflammation. So when you're detoxing, you're giving your body a rest, you're reducing that inflammation. So, uh, again, uh, you know, my own experience, and uh, I've had, I had a very, very bad car accident, and three of the best surgeons in New York uh, told me that I would never be able to use my arms, my left arm and my right arm without getting a shoulder replacement. Well, that's not true. Now, I must say that I can't get my right arm all the way up in the air because that happened many years ago and I got scar tissue, but I have no pain. But my left arm, which was the latest injury, and I broke my both my clavicles, I tore my rotator cuff, it all healed on its own by, by the lifestyle. Okay, wow. a little bit with the hyperbaric chamber and some of the other stuff. Sure. But my left arm, I'm into, uh, you know, the, doing the Jeet Kong, the martial arts exercise. Sure. And I move my left arm. I, I can move that thing as fast as lightning. My right arm, as long as it's parallel to the ground, I can move like a cat. So it's all about your body's ability to heal. And when yeah. you take when you take the body and give it a chance... The body's always trying to preserve life. It's always trying to slow down the aging process. It's always responding to what you're doing because everything is chemical and everything is action-reaction. Your body is mindless. Now, your conscious mind has a lot to do with your chemistry, but your, your subconscious mind is like the hard drive of a computer. Your sure. conscious mind will give you control over your chemistry. See, I'm a firm believer that you can c control just about anything with your conscious mind, like pain. I'm able to control pain that you would not believe because of the way I use my my uh, my conscious mind. That's why when they when they said, "Oh, you're going to have a tremendous amount of pain," or well, I had a guy that was a body worker work on me. He was trying to break the scar tissue, and he was a bit of a masochist. He was trying to inflict as much pain on me as he possibly could. And I knew I was watching him. He's over me. He's a muscular kid. He's gone. He's gritting his teeth and everything. And he was 
got to the point where he was trying to get a reaction out of me and he didn't get a reaction out of me. He says, Are you, how you doing that? I said, because I, you can do tremendous things with your mind. So he said later on, I only knew one guy that could take what I did to you and that was a guy who's a Russian KGB agent. Because mm. the power of your mind is awesome, right? Yeah, mind, no, of course. Your mind has the power and you are in control. And it's just, just like, you know, making a, training a Navy SEAL or a warrior, you teach a guy or, uh, you know, I guess a woman sometimes, but not as a Navy SEAL, you teach them where you give them this state of positivity where they think they can, nobody could beat them. So I look at life that way. I look at life as if I'm a warrior. That's the way I think. Everything I do, I do to the best of my ability. I'm a, I'm a discipline, no matter what it is. If I'm going to exercise, I'm very focused on, on what I'm going to do with my exercise. And what, the, what I'm looking at now, which I'm, you know, looking forward to trying, I got a lot of support from Rory because he helped me tremendously, is at this point in my life, from here on, my life has been a living experiment. From this point in my life, from here on, is really the critical part of what I've done my whole life. Because I want to really see how far I can push the package. Because I want to get back into heavy training and everything like that. And That's start great. See, yeah. So I want to see how long I can sustain it and what I could do at this point from 80 on up, you know, and see how far I can go and see how hard I can exercise. I know I can do a lot, but I haven't, because of what's been going on in my life the last couple of years, I've been so busy and from the injuries and yeah. everything. Sure. I'm, I'm looking forward to see what happens. Now, you know, uh, Fred, last week we had Dr. Dana Hauser, who's a great um, regular on the show. And, you know, he hearkens back to bodybuilders and athletes respecting the cycles of life. One of the things he's always talked about is, hey, look, you know, you don't want to always be anabolic. You want to respect and honor the catabolic phase as well, as an example. Just like you don't want to be amped up all day on Starbucks and Red Bull, you want to have time to unwind. And in a sense, the earth itself goes through cycles. The planet heats up during the day when the sun comes out. And then when the moon comes out, the planet cools down and our bodies follow the same natural rhythm. Can you speak a little bit um, about your opinion about the catabolic cycles? Because obviously you are a proponent of fasting as an example, which is very catabolic. Um, what about overnight? As an example, a lot of bodybuilders and athletes want to eat before they go to bed as a way to keep their bodies in a growth phase. But my impression is you would say, again, there's a, a significant cost that people are not really um, factoring in here with this type of pushing the boundaries, right? Yeah. Well, I, I, I think that's one of the major mistakes that people make in general. Uh, I was just talking to a guy the other day. It's a pretty, he had a pretty Herculean physique, but he's not doing well. And uh, of course, that, uh, he just is way overloading his body with protein, like three or four protein shakes a day, eating uh, animal protein a couple of times a day. And just before he goes to sleep, he makes this, this uh, tremendous uh, uh, protein shake. And right now, he's only a young guy, but his joints are killing him. And I looked at his eyes. His eyes are all puffy and swollen. And yeah. uh, he's, he's exhausted all the time. He said, I've never been exhausted in my whole life. Well, all this is finally catching up to him. All that stimulation and, you know, not... You know, the most, uh, um, the most important time for recuperation, as you know, is when you're sleeping at night. If you're not getting enough sleep, enough rest to recover from what you've done during the daytime, you're going to fall behind. And that's how people fall into stimulants, you know, over drinking too much coffee and sure. getting into a lot of these nutraceuticals that are just 
you know, just jacking you up is all they're really doing. Then you go from one jack up to another. So people just don't realize what's happening. So if your circadian rhythms and your metabolism is really controlled by daylight and darkness. If we don't respect yes. that, we get into trouble. Exactly. The optic nerve in your eye is like the lens of a camera. So when it starts to get dark, it registered, it sends a message to the hypothalamus gland in, in the floor of your brain. And what happens, it starts to slow your metabolism down. So if it's 11 o'clock at night and you decide to eat something, eat something, you're screwing up this whole process because if you don't eat and your metabolism starts to slow down, you're gonna reach a, a point where you're gonna wanna close your eyes, which is normal. So yeah. when you close your eyes, you're conserving about another 30, 40% of, uh, of, of, uh, of your energy, which uh, nobody really knows how much, but I would say about 30, 40%. When that happens, when you close your eyes and you, you, you go into deep sleep, then you're actually on dialysis. Your body is purifying your blood, your liver, your kidneys. That is the most critical time of recuperation. Same thing when you're, you're, you're meditating. When you're meditating and you close your eyes, it don't take very long before you're actually going into this rejuvenating process where you're actually purifying your blood. You ever, you, you guys meditate, I guess, right? I, I mean, everyone knows that I, I swear by it. I tell everybody, yes, all the time. You have to meditate. And I don't even want to call it that because I think meditation itself, the word has a very negative connotation. But, um, you know, if you want to call it walking in the woods and connecting with nature or prayer or, you know, I'm not sure what to call it, Fred, to get people to realize its importance because I think meditation undermines yeah. how important that, that act is. But yes, it is going to the gym for the, for the brain, right? I mean, people go to the gym to build big muscles. You meditate to build the muscles of the brain in a sense. Well, you know, there's many different ways to meditate. When I say meditate, what I was really looking at, Brian, was just closing your eyes. Even if you're not meditating, right? Say you're just generally, you know, upset about something. You're pissed off or something. Somebody cut you off in traffic and you got all excited, whatever it is. If you just pull over to the, the, the curb and close your eyes and focus on your breath. You watch your breath and you'll see you'll actually exactly. calm right down. Exactly. You, 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 huh? That's it, buddy. Exactly. You're right. But you're, you're, you're creating a gap in the reactivity of your life in a sense to, in a sense, press the reset button. So that's exactly what I talk about. Exactly, Fred. Well, if you're walking in, a, if you go, you, you mentioned going for, <laughs> excuse me, you mentioned going for walk by yourself with, in solitude, going for a walk in the woods, you know, and then you're hearing the birds chirping and you listen to all, well, that's, a, that's another form of meditation because you're not focused on you, you, your, you know, your problems, yeah. Yeah, your thoughts, you exactly. focus on, wow, this is a beautiful place, look at that bird, and, you know, all those type of things. And same thing with prayer. Prayer is another form of meditation. I'm a, I'm a big believer in that type of stuff, trust me. Yeah. I, uh, I, I believe... See, my spiritual life now, you know, between me and you guys, my spiritual life now is more important than anything because I believe the human condition is spiritually, vibrationally induced, electrically, chemically empowered. That's our, that's the, our wiring, our central nervous system. All, all the, the way the, the wiring extends down your extremities and biologically carried out. Most people reverse that. They're always thinking about, they're not focusing on the most important parts, the parts that give us, you know, a belief system, give us yes. tranquility, 
give us slows down our raging. You can slow down your raging process just by the thoughts you have. Yeah. Amazing. It is. But most people don't want to hear that because they think it's uh, wacky or, you know, new way or whatever. Oh, yeah. It's, it's too foo-foo. <laughs> they want the bling-bling. And anything that goes beyond this world, this physical world, that's not bling-bling is foo-foo in a sense. You're right. I mean, but that's how this world is. But, you know, Fred, we have a lot of listeners out there that are getting this message. And there's a reawakening. I'm telling you, we are in the, we're the dawn of a new awakening in this country, I think, actually. And, and there's a lot of things going on. And the show is part of that because we have a lot of listeners that are appreciating this type, this type of show. Fred, we got to go. Unfortunately, we're running out of time. Okay. I have to have you back, buddy. I mean, I think we're going to have to have to get you back really soon, maybe even next week, because there's so many more things I want to get into. I want to get into the animal protein controversy. You had some really interesting points about animal protein that our listeners would really want to hear and appreciate. And so we're going to try to get you back maybe even next week if, if you're free. And, double, uh, the protein is a double-edged sword. It's good. And, yes. You know, it's, it's, it's very controversial, but I, I could explain the middle, you know, I could make it so a person is eating animal, tell you how an animal protein, there won't be no downside, you know. Well, let's save that as a teaser for our audience for next week, actually, to hear your secrets on how to maximize protein utilization without and minimize toxicity. <laughs> okay, Brian. Fred, I, wa- I want to thank you for being on the ga- uh, our guest on the show. We're going to get you back next week if it's good. We'll work it out. For sure, we're going to get you back in as soon as possible. And again, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Obviously, this is a phenomenal guest. Jeff and I, I think both are just like up in arms about this. It's uh, great. And uh, this is Quantum Physiques on RxMuscle.com. Stay tuned next week for another fantastic show. Thanks for tuning in. Quantum Physiques with Brian Cunningham is dedicated to harnessing the power of the holy grail of health, fitness, lifestyle, and success. And you'll hear Quantum Physiques every Wednesday evening only on rxmuscle.com.